podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome back to the Dream Team Professor podcast. I hope you had a lovely Christmas and a Boxing Day filled with football. Uh, but if you didn't, in this episode we're going to be doing a match day recap, looking at all the top point scorers and key talking points from the Boxing Day fixtures. So we will start with my team, Arsenal. And it was a 3-1 win for Arsenal against West Ham, with Erdegaard getting the star man in this game. So 12 points for him. He only cost 2.9 million. He got two assists, 12 points and an 8.4 rating. He was absolutely on fire in this game, the Arsenal captain. Um, so great performance from him. And the goals were scored by Saka, who's 4.2 million. Eddie Nketiah, who at 2.3 million is looking like a really good budget pick now. And then you had Gabriel Martinelli as well, who got on the score sheet, who is 3.2 million. So they were the goal scorers. And then the assists came from, well, obviously two of them come from Erdegaard and the other was from Granit Xhaka. So again, we've mentioned it many times, but in that left centre midfield role that he's been playing, he's contributing so much more to the goals. Before goals, four assists, he's got to be on track for one of his um, best seasons when it comes to attacking returns. Ben Rama actually scored the first goal for West Ham, so that wiped out the Arsenal clean sheet fairly early on. You had Ramsdale, didn't get any points. Kieran Tierney, I thought, was pretty poor actually in that game. He got zero points. Zinchenko did come on in the second half and looked quite a bit better, but he wasn't really on long enough to get any ratings. But you did have Ben White, who got three points for a rating. He was really good in this game. And I thought Gabriel was unlucky not to get um, a rating. He finished on 6.9. Saliba, he did look a little bit rusty coming back from the World Cup, although he didn't play that many minutes. He finished on a 6.6 and it was him who gave away the uh, penalty by bringing down Bowen, which it did look soft, but I do think it probably was a penalty. I thought Bukayo Saka was absolutely brilliant in this game. Um, so he obviously got the one goal and a 7.9 rating, but at times he was unplayable. He was giving Cresswell so many problems in this game. And then Eddie Nketiah as well. I think that first half when Arsenal weren't doing too great, um, he was getting quite a lot of stick online and you could tell that people were getting a bit frustrated with him. But in that second half, he was so good. He doesn't do exactly the same sort of stuff that Gabriel Jesus done. But playing with his back to goal, he's surprisingly good. And it was a really good turn and finish from him. Um, so I wanted to wait and see before um, I considered bringing him in, how he got on in this first game. But there's no better start for him than to go into that first game and get a goal. So at 2.3 million, I think you really have to consider him. And then Gabriel Martinelli, again, it was another slow starter in that game, but a really good finish from him. Maybe Fabianski could have done a bit better. He was quite poor in the game. But again, that front that front three for, for Arsenal with Erdegaard behind looked brilliant in this game. So I think all three of those players up front and Erdegaard are serious players to consider in your team. And that 3-1 win for Arsenal at home, that makes it 10 consecutive home wins for Arsenal. Um, the next game comes to Brighton away, and then they do face Newcastle at home at the next uh, game after that. So the next home fixture is going to be a really big game for Arsenal, who play against Newcastle and now up to second place. So that's going to be a massive game. West Ham, on the other hand, really disappointing. And quite honestly, there's not any players in that team that I'd be considering right now. Then we had Liverpool away to Aston Villa, and this finished 3-1 to Liverpool. Um, you had Salah, star man, no surprise there. 8.6 million, and he got a goal and an assist in this game. 15 points in total. Um, his first goal was set up by Robertson, but it was a brilliant ball over the top to Robertson from Trent Alexander-Arnold. He looked much better in this game. But Robertson, again, at 5.2 million, is looking like a really good value pick, and 
he's been performing quite a bit better than uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold so far this season. So I think he could be one to consider. But Liverpool's defence doesn't quite look solid at the moment. But Robertson, he got the assist for the Salah goal. So five points for him. And you had Virgil van Dijk grab the goal in this game as well. He's 4.9 million, so just under five. Um, and his goal was assisted by Mo Salah. Um, so he finished on eight points. And then the rest of the Liverpool back line, they all finished with a rating. So you had Alisson, you had Matip. Trent Alexander-Arnold, who all got ratings. Then I wanted to come on to Darwin Nunes, because he just had such a strange game. Um, so he's 5.8 million, and he got a 6.7 rating. But it was just such a strange game, because the whole game seemed to revolve around him. He had so many chances. Um, he had an XG, I saw, of 1.16. So really should have scored in this game. He had four shots on target and two shots off target. And it just seemed like he was always a massive threat, getting into really good positions, but just completely fluffing the shots each time. Four big chances missed. Um, Sofa score had him down as having. So, yeah, really quite disappointing. There was a few that you thought he should, really should have put away. But I'm just a bit conflicted, because one of these players who creates chances that not many other strikers would have created, but then he goes and misses them. So it's it's... A really hard one to call, but I still can't help but think if he carries on like this, he still will score plenty of goals this season, without doubt. But it must be frustrating as a Liverpool supporter and having him in your team as well. He's just one of these players that's probably going to really frustrate you. But I would not be surprised if he explodes this season and still comes away with a load of goals. But the only thing we have just seen now is that Liverpool seem to have got the signing of Cody Gakpo, um, who had a really good World Cup. Um, they seem to have signed him from PSV now. It's looking like that might be a done deal now. So if he comes in, I'm not sure if that'll be another threat to um, Darwin Nunes' place up front. We've got Diaz out at the minute. They've got Jota out at the minute. They've also got Firmino. So there's going to be so many options up front. So it might make Nunes a bit less appealing. So it's one to keep an eye on. And then Aston Villa's goal, um, that came from Ollie Watkins and was assisted by Douglas Luiz. I thought Watkins looked pretty good. And actually, I thought Aston Villa didn't look bad at all in this game, um, now under Unai Emery. Um, but they did create quite a few chances. And that's one thing I would say about this Liverpool defence is they, they didn't look great. They didn't look solid. The way that Liverpool play and they get forward, they always do leave chances for the opposition to get at them. So that's one thing to consider when you might be looking at bringing in those... Um, Liverpool defenders, you're going to want one that's going to get attacking returns because they probably are going to concede at times. Then on to Leicester City versus Newcastle and I thought this was going to be a really close game but it was anything but and finished 3-0 to Newcastle. Um, so Starman actually went to Joe Linton who was someone you probably wouldn't expect. He's 2.6 million in the game and he got a goal and an 8.8 .8 rating. I think he also got the assist points because he won the penalty that was scored by um, Chris Wood in the third minute. Um, but obviously it doesn't quite show as an assist here. But if you do win a penalty, Dream Team does give you the uh, assist points for it. But you had Kieran Trippier, who's 5.4 million. Um, and obviously he's known for his uh, ratings and Star Man awards now on Dream Team. Actually, there was something quite strange that happened with him. So he got an 8.8 .8 rating, the same as uh, Joe Linton. But actually, when you go back and look on who scored, um, who scored now have Kieran Trippier at a 9 rating um, and him getting the star man. But it must have been updated after the cutoff point from Sun Dream Team. So Joe Linton finished up with the uh, star man award. 
but Kieran Trippier was unlucky not to get that, and you'd be unlucky not to get the uh, star man points as well. He got an assist in this game, 10 points in total, um, but yeah, didn't end up with the star man in this game, but he's right up there now, and he's, he's just a must-have on Dream Team. Then we had Miggy Almiron, um, so 3.3 million he is, and his ninth goal of the season. People got a bit worried because he didn't score in the Carabao Cup in the last game, but he's straight back to the Premier League and straight back to scoring. So ninth goal of the season. And he's just looking brilliant. Um, playing a bit like how Salah plays, really. He just um, just seems so fluid on that right-hand side and cutting in on his left. And he just doesn't stop running and putting a shift in. So he's a great player to have. And I'm surprised more people haven't really got him at this point of the game. I feel like if you haven't put him in, you're probably just being stubborn and you don't want to jump on him. But he's going to keep punishing you, I think. One thing to note. So I said Chris Wood obviously scored. Um, he scored the penalty. Um, he played in place of Callum Wilson, who was missing from this game with a fever. So that was a bit gutting. If you had... Um, Callum Wilson, especially for that Carabao Cup fixture, you probably would have expected him to play the Premier League game as well, but he was out with a fever, but they're saying that he should be back for the next game, hopefully. Um, then I wanted to just mention Bruno Guimaraes. He's not someone that, at the moment, I'd look to put in my team, but he got an assist in this game, and he's just class. He's just such a classy player. A really good signing for Newcastle. And Leicester, on the other hand, were just terrible in this game. Not quite sure what happened. They just haven't returned... Um, from the World Cup at it, really. They were good in the um, in the Carabao Cup fixture, but their defensive uh, solidity was just gone. Um, so three goals conceded. They looked really shaky. Minus points all across the defence. Um, you had Jamie Vardy started on the bench. Um, Dakar started up front in this game. And also Madison was missing from this game too. So he was watching from the stands. Um, I think Brendan Rodgers said that he came back with a, with a knee injury from the World Cup. Um, a slightly different injury to what was keeping him out previously. Um, but I saw a few uh, a few people saying jokingly that um, maybe he just didn't want to play against the team that might be trying to sign him in January. So we'll see how that progresses. But I can't see Leicester letting him go in January. Um, that would really hinder their season. Maybe in, maybe in the summer, but no doubt he'll be a great signing for Newcastle if they do get him. Then we had Brentford versus Spurs, which finished 2-2, but not before Spurs done their usual, going behind and then coming back. I just don't understand why they don't play on the front foot, because they would be really good. They seem to always go behind and then start playing. It must be really, really frustrating. But yeah, finished 2-2, and the Star Man Award went to Hoiberg at 3.1 million. And again, I keep comparing him with Xhaka, both of them having a really freak season when it comes to attacking returns. Um, so he finished with 13 points in this game, but he's got five goals and four assists in total this season. And I had a little look, and this is that is his, um, his new best in terms of attacking returns. Four goals was the most he'd scored previously. Um, so five goals, four assists now. So nine attacking returns this season is brilliant. But starting off, you had uh, Jan Elk got the first goal. And Ivan Tony got the second goal. So Ivan Tony's doing really well. He's 4.7 million and he's got his 12th goal of the season now. But he's just got this shadow hanging over him now, which is, is he going to get banned for these um, these betting allegations that he's had against him? I personally, from what I've read, I, I have a feeling that he's going to be banned for quite a long time. I can't remember exactly if it was, might have been Kieran Trippier actually when he was at Atletico Madrid. I think he had potentially something similar happened to him 
And I'm sure he got a ban, which there was a lot less allegations than what they're saying Tony had against him. So I would not be surprised if he got banned. But at the moment, he's the sixth highest point scorer in the game. So a really good performance from him again. And then you had Harry Kane, who got the goal back for Spurs and a really good header, actually. Um, so he's 6.9 million and got eight points from this game. But again, um, you had Hunmin Son, who finished with no points. He was close with a 6.9 rating. But again, he's just really struggling to um, get back to top form. And I did listen to another podcast recently, and they were saying that um, this uh, mask he's wearing after his injury, um, apparently he commented after one of the interviews in the World Cup saying that um, it like, affected his vision and he didn't feel as confident playing in it. So I wonder if that might be playing into it slightly. But yeah, overall this season, he, he's not had a great time. And I've not considered him really at any point of this season so far. Had Kulisevsky, I think, again, he had a pretty good game. He finished with three points. And he looks like a fairly good option for the price point in midfield. If you do think Spurs are going to do a bit better. Um, but the, just, the results are a little bit inconsistent at the minute. And going on to Harry Kane as well. Obviously, if you can get Kane, Salah, Haaland all in your team, you would do it. But if you had to choose two premiums at the minute out of those three, again, for me, it's going to be Haaland and Salah and then followed by Kane. Um, and I don't think that's anything to do with Kane as such. It's just down to the way that Spurs are playing. Um, you'd much rather have players that are playing in a free-flowing, attacking, high-scoring team than a team that looks like they're going to just play on the counter-attack starting. Um, but... Hopefully he does pick up, and by no means is Kane a bad option. And if you can afford them all, get them in. But at the moment, just, just the way Spurs are playing, it's making Kane look less appealing to me, even though he did get a goal in this game. One other person that I just wanted to mention, um, I know Spurs didn't play great defensively, but actually I thought Doherty looked pretty good going forward. Um, so obviously you're going to want the clean sheet points from him if you did choose him. But he got two points and a 7.1 rating, and he only cost 2.2 million. So if Spurs can sort out the defence, which they probably will, um, if he does get a start, start in running the defence at 2.2 million, he's looking a good price. And I noticed as well that Perisic played, um, which was a surprise, because you had Hugo Lloris didn't start in goal after playing in the, in the World Cup final, for example. And you had quite a few players that had missed out that played in, in the World Cup. I think you had um, Romero, obviously, from Spurs too. But I was surprised that Perisic played so many minutes at the World Cup and he went straight back into this squad um, at uh, left wing back. So if you were thinking that maybe Sessegnon or Emerson Royale might be favoured while he was back, they must be quite far down the pecking order with Perisic just coming straight back from the World Cup and straight back in the squad. If you're enjoying the podcast so far, please do hit the subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube. And if you listen on Spotify as well, please do give us a follow on there. Moving on to Crystal Palace versus Fulham, which finished 3-0 to Fulham. And you had Mitrovic, who got the star man in this game. And it was a great game for him. Um, so he's 4.9 million. He got a goal and an assist. Um, quite unlucky not to get the second assist as well, actually. I'm pretty sure he set up the other goal. But they only have him down for one goal and one assist and a 9.2 rating. You'd be a bit disappointed because uh, Marco Silva came out before in the press conferences and said that Mitrovic was an injury risk. You might have um, shied away from putting him in as well because he's one yellow card away from suspension. But he delivered in this game. He's the eighth highest scorer in Dream Team this season so far. So he's having a really good season. And talking of suspensions, he didn't get that yellow card. But you had Tompkins got a yellow and a red in this game. 
and Tyreek Mitchell as well got a red card. So two red cards for Palace. And that's the first time I think uh, a team's got two red cards this season in the Premier League. They're going to have big trouble now um, defensively trying to replace two suspended players. Um, then you had Tim Ream at 1.8 million in defence for Fulham. He got a goal, a rating and the clean sheet point. So he finished on 13, which is pretty impressive. And the other goal for Fulham was from Deckard over Reed at 2 million. Uh, probably not someone that you would consider. Pereira, he's the second highest scoring player for Fulham. Um, he's been a fairly good option in FPL, but probably not so much in Dream Team. But yeah, he got he got three points in this game. He had a good performance, hit the crossbar, but he's not really delivering in terms of points that much on Dream Team at the moment. Then on to Everton versus Wolves, which finished 2-1 to Wolves. We had Ike Nori, who got um, star man in this game. And he's got back-to-back -back goals now off the bench, which is pretty crazy. He scored in the Carabao Cup game, and now he scored a last-minute winner um, and got, got a booking as well for taking his top off. But um, yeah, he got back-to-back -back goals now off the bench, and he got uh, 12 points and a 7.4 rating in this game. So a bit surprising. It's still... Don't be fooled. He's not starting, so you might not want to put him in your team. But he is getting in. He's getting on, and we know he has got that attacking potential. So, quite an interesting one. But he had Pedence on the wing at 2.6 million. He got a goal, which was assisted by Moutinho, who's 1.7 million. Um, but actually, he's not someone that I really would consider. So he got the assist points here. But I had a look, and he's actually only on six points for the season. So not someone that's really returning very many points at the moment. Um, I was quite surprised that they started with Diego Costa up front. They did it in the Carabao Cup game as well, um, but Jimenez came on and scored in that game. So I thought that Jimenez might have earned the uh, the start, but maybe he's just getting back into it and coming back from injury maybe. But um, yeah, Diego Costa started this game and, and didn't get on the score sheet at all. Pedence actually was subbed off um, with an injury precaution, but... Um, I had a little look and it says that they do expect him to be back for the next game, but they just felt some discomfort. So he could potentially be someone to keep an eye on, but I think there are better people for that price point. Um, and then the goal for Everton was scored by Yerry Mina and was assisted by Dwight McNeil. But I don't think there's anyone that's very appealing from this Everton side at the minute. They're really struggling under Frank Lampard. Um, Wolves look like they might have turned the corner and been on the up, but Everton, yeah, really quite bad at the moment. At one all, they were sort of just passing it across the back line, and you could tell that the uh, the home fans were getting really frustrated. And then they ended up ballsing it up really and getting counterattacked by Wolves and losing the game. So I really think they're going to be in trouble. I think for the second time in the row, um, Wolves started in defence with Semedo on one side and Bueno on the other. Semedo is one point five million, and Bueno is two point five million. So they these are probably the best and cheapest way into the Wolves defence. Um, I think I quite like Semedo at that price point, but it would be as a, a budget pick if you're struggling for budget, really. And they have got, uh, I think, Man United next and a couple of tricky fixtures. I think they've got Liverpool quite quite soon as well. So it might be one just to keep an eye on, wait for them to get settled under the new manager. But if there's not too many price increases, you could still jump on these at a fairly reasonable price. Then on to the last game before I do my team updates. We had Southampton versus Brighton, which finished 3-1 to Brighton. The star man went to Solly March, who scored an absolute worldie of a goal, actually. Um, he got a goal and an assist, and he's only 1.4 million. But actually, I was quite surprised to see that that was actually his only, only his first goal of the season. Um, but he does have four assists now. So he finished on a massive 15 points, which was pretty good. Um, he had Veltman at 2.1 million, got an assist from defence. 
Um, I was disappointed that um, Esther Pinion, uh, who I put in my team, didn't get an assist. He put on a really good, he put a really good cross in, um, and I think it was March that was going to get on the end of it. But you had uh, Perot from Southampton tried to cut it out and put it into his own net. So I was really disappointed. I think in FPL that counts as a um, as an assist, but on Dream Team it doesn't. You can't assist an own goal on Dream Team. So disappointing, but at least I'm glad to see that he is getting in these uh, positions to put in good crosses and things like that. But again, no points for him. So it was disappointing. I thought he might get the clean sheet points, but actually Ward Prowse came in and got the goal for Southampton. Uh, Veltman gave away the penalty for that. Um, James Ward-Prowse actually, so he's 3.8 million, but he missed the initial penalty. He's normally pretty good at set pieces. So he missed the initial penalty, but he went in and put the rebound in as well. So yeah, he got a 7.1 rating and five points. But Bazunu in goal for Southampton, God, he's had a shocking few games now. So a, a 4.9 rating for him. And Southampton just really haven't sorted out their defence. They were pretty sketchy under the last manager. You thought they might be a bit more solid. I did hear that they um they might have a move to this uh, five at the back formation under this new manager, but they really haven't been solid at all. So yeah, one one to avoid in my opinion. Um, one other person to mention was Lalana. So he got his second goal of the season. Thought it was a bit strange that he didn't celebrate really, but he did. He did used to play for Southampton, but felt feels like so long ago now. Um, so yeah, he scored his second goal of the season. Eight points for him from this game. Um, and Matoma, um, so he looked really promising before the World Cup started. He's only 1.7 million. He had quite a good game. He finished on three points. He didn't get any attacking returns, but he did get the rating in this game. So again, if you're looking for a budget pick, Matoma could be someone to keep an eye on. Then I'll move on to my team updates then. Um, how I'll do this is I have my vlog team, which I'll do every week, and my best team, which is performing best at the time. Um, so I've still got a few players to play yet because we've still got the Chelsea game, the Man United game and the Man City game still to play. Uh, but so far, this is how my team's looking after the Boxing Day fixtures have taken place. Um, so game week points so far are 104 points, which I'm pretty, pretty happy with that. Just broke 100 points for the week. So that's pretty good. Um, up to 917 points in total. I thought my rank might have increased a bit more than this. So overall rank went from 42.8k to 37.7k. Um, so not too great on the rank front, but we're in, we're we're getting we're getting nearer. Um, and then five out of five transfers still remaining. Obviously, we had a bit of a hiccup um, where Dream Team changed the normal routine of when the transfers happen. Obviously, on a Friday, you normally get price changes and your transfers go through. Um, I wasn't too badly affected by it really, but um, quite a few people had transfers they thought they could make on Friday, but actually Sun Dream Team expanded the game week to be a bit longer. Um, so we won't get to use our transfers until next Friday. Um, but I'll go from my team start to finish. So I've got De Gea in goal, who will play Nottingham Forest. I've got Kieran Trippier. So obviously he done well, he scored 10 points. And then Fabian Scher, who got eight points. So these Newcastle defenders are absolutely smashing it at the minute. They're doing brilliant. I had Estepinion, who he got me five points in the last game, but didn't get me any points in this in this game against Southampton. But it was fairly promising, so I'll keep hold of him. But yeah, I have to make sure I'm not just blindly following him because I I really did like him at the World Cup, and I need to make sure that I'm actually keeping him in because he's doing well for my team and not just because I like him as a player. 
Um, then I've got Luke Thomas, who he got me 10 points in the Carabao Cup game, but getting battered by Newcastle, he ended up losing two points. So he's down to eight now. Then in midfield, I've got Bruno Fernandes, who is due to play today. I've got Miguel Almiron, who scored again, so he's ninth goal. He's doing brilliantly. And then I've got Kevin De Bruyne still to play as well. Then up front, I've got Marcus Rashford, who I'm really expecting some attacking returns from him against Forrest. He's looked brilliant. And then had Mohamed Salah up front, so 15 points with him. Very happy with that. And then Haaland up front. He's going to probably score 10 against Leeds, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm happy with how this team's lining up at the minute. So with Rashford still to play, Bruno Fernandes still to play, De Bruyne and Haaland. But overall, I think this has been a pretty good week. I guess the only places where I could have maybe jumped um, higher up the ranks would be if I had maybe a, a bit more inclusion from some of the Arsenal players. But most of my players have returned some points in some capacity. So I'm pretty pretty happy with how this has gone. The only move that was probably a bit disappointing actually with this team was if you were watching my um, pre-start of the season video when I showed what my team would look like, I did initially have Erdegaard in my team um, in the midfield slot. But when I saw that the Carabao Cup fixtures and these fixtures would sort of be merging in, into one, I thought by putting Luke Thomas in for that Carabao Cup fixture, I could get two fixtures for the price of one. And I, I did think that he probably would outscore um, Erdegaard, but... Yeah, by getting battered by Newcastle, uh, uh, Thomas dropped points and Erdegaard had an absolute belter of a game with two assists and star man. So I would have been better off keeping Erdegaard, but I'll just bring Erdegaard back in on Friday. And then on to my best team, and this got 88 points so far for the game week. So a little bit less, but we've still got an extra player to go. This team is pretty much identical to the last team. The only difference is I've got Cancelo instead of Fabian Scher because this team had a bit more budget to work with. So 88 points for the game week, 945 points in total. The overall rank for this team, it was at 16.6k. It's actually dropped a little bit down to 19k, which was, uh, again, a little bit disappointing. I thought I might have got an increase on this team so far, but with Cancelo, De Bruyne, Haaland, Bruno Fernandes and Rashford still to play, hopefully they can score me some points and I can get a bit of an increase in this, uh, or a decrease, sorry, in this rank. And then I've got five out of five transfers remaining for this team too. Cancelo being the only player that's different really in this team compared to the last. Um, I'm hoping that he can try and outscore um, Shares eight points that he got. So he'd have to probably get a clean sheet and some sort of attack and return to better that. But I'm confident that against Leeds he should be able to get some sort of uh, at least a rating. Hopefully a clean sheet. But if he could get some attack and returns that would be great. Um, and then with the Luke Thomas uh, Erdegaard thing, again, it was exactly the same. I just had a little bit more budget in this team, but I'll be looking to do the same move. So I'll want to get Erdegaard in this team uh, in exchange for Luke Thomas. So I'll be taking him out and bringing Erdegaard back in on Friday. So the remaining fixtures we have left for game week 15 are Chelsea versus Bournemouth and Man United Forest, which will be taking place today. And then on Wednesday, we have Leeds versus Manchester City. So on our next episode, this will go out on Thursday. We'll be doing a quick recap of these fixtures, looking at all the top point scorers. And again, I'll just show you my quick team update. And then I'll just be following up with uh, the best players to target for game week 16 and just the best ways to use our transfers that we have remaining because it's a very short month now and we've, we've got quite a few transfers after having the unlimited transfers. So we'll just be looking at the best ways to use these. 
So thank you for watching. If you've enjoyed the video, please do give us a like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. And if you're listening on Spotify as well, please do give us a follow on there. But we'll see you on that next episode on Thursday. Sports Social Podcast Network.